Welcome, everyone, to the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. We are so glad you're here today. I am Pastor Megan Torgerson, and I am here with... Pastor Steve. And I'm Pastor Brandon. Yes, you are. Hey, it's good to have everybody together today. We are working our way through the book of Genesis. We are reading stories from Genesis this fall as we are working through our preaching series, God is We Are. And I, it's, it's almost a surprise to me that it took us this long to get to Abraham because in my head, Abraham is such a, a foundational character in the book of Genesis. Um, but it took us a couple Sundays to get there. And I, I'll just mention... Uh, before we hear the reading for today, that Abraham is Abram. They are the same guy. Abram's name gets changed to Abraham. So as you are about to hear this story from Genesis 12, just know that when Pastor Brandon says Abram, you can also hear Abraham because it's the same dude. So what we are reading is Genesis chapter 12. We're going to start with uh, verses 1 through 5, just uh, just kind of the beginning of verse 5, depending on which translation you're working with. And then we're going to read verses 10 through 20. And so, Pastor Brandon, would you get this party started with Genesis 12 for us? You got it. <clears throat> now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot. And then I'm going to jump to verse 10. Well, let's let's take a let's take a minute. I mean, oh, yeah, let's okay. let's let's jump to verse 10, but let's just take a minute and reflect just on those first few verses. This is God's call to Abram. And um Pastor Steve, there was a, a good chapter in between our story last week when we heard about Noah and this week when we start to hear about Abram slash Abraham. Um what what would you like us to know <laughs> before we get to the story of Abram? Because uh, he is just kind of dropped yeah, into just, the, star- the story here. Yeah, just randomly like, boom, yeah. there's Abram. Uh, it's actually two chapters since uh, the Noah story. It's chapters 10 and 11 that we skip over. And because they're genealogies, mm. and everybody loves genealogies. I sure do <coughs> love reading through a bunch of names that I can't pronounce. Yeah, that's yep. right. And you think... Yeah, I, I I realize if any of you have ever actually tried to read through the Bible, you you probably skipped the genealogies, and I don't blame you. However, the genealogies are hugely important to actually understand what's going on in the story. Um, one of the things that I think is really important for us to understand, first of all, is the shift from the the type of literature that chapters one through eleven are and chapter 12 through the end of Genesis. They're different kinds of texts. Chapters 1 through 11 are the creation stories, and we've talked about this the last few weeks, you know, the mythology of the Hebrew people that explains the why the world is the way it is, right? This wasn't a detect, or this wasn't like a, uh, a reporter sitting there taking notes as the events are happening. These are the stories that have been compiled for a millennia uh, for the people. And remember that these stories were compiled during, in, in the 500s BC, 
or BCE, when the people of Israel, the Hebrew people, had just spent 70 years in exile in Babylon. And I know it's kind of hard for us to go back and forth in history, but we really have to have that in our head when we read the stories of Genesis, because it's people who have just experienced great oppression from an empire who are trying to make sense out of who they are in the midst of, like, we thought our God was the God, but we just got beat up real bad. Mm. How do we make sense out of this? Mm. And so something happened. So last week, Pastor Brandon gave us an excellent sermon on Noah and the flood and the chaos and, and the reboot, the hard reset. Um, and then it gets bad ready again. And so what happens between that story and Abram is a couple important things. One is there's these genealogies where there's three sons of Noah and two of the sons are basically the bad seed and their descendants are the problem. Now, this is, remember, from a Hebrew perspective. Right, right. We don't want to really imply that any kid is, you know, the, the right. bad kid, yeah. the but, problem. This but, is just the story. But two out of three in, is pretty bad. Two out of three <laughs> are going to yeah. be bad. <laughs> from the perspective of the Hebrew people. Right. And, and also, <laughs> just, as, just a little forewarning, really terrible things happen to a woman in this story. Oh, yeah. And so we also have to get into the mindset that this is an ancient patriarchy. Doesn't mean it's good or right. It just... We have to get into this headspace, head, head right? So these people are trying to make sense out of it. So there's three sons of Noah. Two of the sons give birth to all of the nations. And then Shem, who is one of the sons of Noah. Shem's descendants, who are known as the Semites, you maybe have heard people talk about being anti-Semitic. That comes from the name Shem. And so the descendants of Shem are the faithful ones, the line like like we had coming up to Noah. They kind of doesn't mean they're necessarily good people, but they kind of keep the line going. And so you go one descendant after another and it names all of them until you come to um, the story in chapter 11 where the people, all of these nations get together and they build this huge tower and it's called the Tower of Babel. But it, it really is the Tower of Babylon. And so what the Hebrew people are saying is, after the flood, the world gets evil again. And what evil looks like is Babylon. And what's interesting is, remember in the story of Eden, they were expelled and they went east of Eden. What is east of Eden is Babylon. And so to, recap, to, to pick up the story of God's redemption, we have a descendant of Shem, who is living in the land of Babylon, Ur of the Chaldeans, who God says, go west, back to where the Eden story began, and we're going to try to fix this thing. And that's why we have Abram. We don't know exactly why Abram, hmm. other than he's a descendant of Shem. And so that's where our story begins. So it's in the shadow of of this Tower of Babylon, which is like, to the Hebrew mind, the poster child of everything that's evil about the world. Well, there yeah. you go, folks. That's our podcast for today. I and hope you took lots of <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. No, this is good because this is this is what gets us here. And what's interesting about, you know, we started in chapter 12, verse 1, right? And I think as listeners to biblical texts, we're kind of used to hearing things 
out of context, right? We're used to hearing them as a particular set of verses, one pericope in the midst of worship. And we forget sometimes that there's a that there's a before and after and a, a context for these things. And it is weird because this story about Abram is sort of out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden Abram mm. becomes very important and we don't have any real reason why. But what Pastor Steve just gave us was a little more of a, here's at least how we got to Abram, even if God or Abram, neither of them really give us a clear picture about why Abram. Mm. So what we've heard so far is God says, hey, you go. I'm going to bless you. And through you, I'm going to bless all people. That is what God says, right? Yes. So now, Pastor Brandon, Mm -hmm. would you do us the honor of the next verses, verses 10 through 20? Oh, my gosh. I would love to. And and I do like that. that the thing that sets Abram apart is that God set him apart. Yeah. Like, um, and I think of all of us humans, you know, why why are we so important? Well, well, we probably aren't, but actually God said we are. Um, so I think that's kind of neat that mm-hmm. we have that in, in common a little bit with Abram. Hopefully that's where the commonalities end because... Oh, no, Abram. Um, Abram makes lots of great mistakes, and so <laughs> do we, friends. There's lots of space for all of us and all our mess-ups. Let's hear about one of those mess-ups now. Genesis 12, verse 10 through 20. Now there was a famine in the land. So Abram Abram went down to Egypt to reside there as an alien, for the famine was severe in the land. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, I know well that you are a woman beautiful in appearance, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, then they will kill me, but they will let you live. Say you are my sister, so that it may go well with me because of you, and that my life may be spared on your account. When Abram entered Egypt and the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful, when the officials of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And for her sake he dealt well with Abram, and he had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female slaves, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and be gone. And Pharaoh gave his men orders concerning him, and they set him on the way with his wife and all that he had. Let us pause for just a moment to remember what Pastor Steve said about working with an ancient patriarchy um, and how this story is told in that context, right? Uh, In a time and place where a man could say, hey, I want that woman. And the other man says, sure. And you just take her. Mm. Um, I don't think that this is a model that societally we can continue to work with. So that's not the point of this story. what I hear as a potential point of this story, for my part at least, is this really strong juxtaposition of just a few verses ago. God says to Abram, hey, go. I'm going to bless you. And if anyone curses you, I'm going to curse him. Go for it. And Abram goes, woohoo. Or in Hebrew, <laughs> uh, he says that. Um, and then like mere verses later, like five verses later, Abram's like, Ooh, I got to go it alone. I got to make this work all by myself. I can't count on anyone or anything else. What if I get killed? Oh, no. Hey, I know what'll save my skin. I'm going to give him my wife. Like, that's mm. obviously what's going to get me through. Um, it's 
it's such a for my, for me it is such a slip up on Abram's part, right? <laughs> like he he literally just heard this promise. He moved. He left everything behind. He bailed on the only like land and home and everything he knew because of this promise from God. And it took him. I mean, it must have taken a while because they were walking. So there was a few days of travel to you know keep moving all the way down to Egypt eventually because of this famine. Um, but that's the, the few amount of days that took him to completely forget, forget that God had promised mm. that God would always take care of them, that God would always bless them. And if anyone had the guts to curse them, that God would curse those people mm. instead. Like, that's really forgetful. <laughs> and it, well, and I, so I'm left with a question, a pretty big question is, what does it mean to have God's blessing? Mm. Uh, especially in this story, because I think we hear that term, you know, hashtag blessed oh, uh, yeah. or I'm blessed. So what does it really mean for Abraham to have God's blessing? Well, it it, it doesn't mean that he's <laughs> exempt from making terrible decisions and making huge mistakes and uh, making bad deals that can put entire countries and people uh, in, in risk. So that doesn't isn't what blessing means. I, I can give you the negative examples, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, uh, well, uh, I'll punt on it. Pastor Steve, how, how would you explain the huge, enormous, and difficult to give words to concept of biblical blessing? Yeah. Well, fortunately, I did a sermon on blessing this summer, so it's kind of fresh <laughs> in my mind. But um the, the term bless is a key phrase that ties the whole Bible together. Because if you remember in the creation story, God blessed them mm. and said, be fruitful and multiply and called it very good, right? So another thing we have to keep in our mind throughout the entire story of the Bible is this vision of what Eden was supposed mm. to be. That, and, and then technically the term to bless means to kneel before and to offer to someone something that you deem of value. And so for God to bless Abram is to come to Abram and said, Abram, I'm going to give to you something that I think is valuable. Mm. And the thing that's valuable is that I'm going to use you to bless all nations because that's the intent of God. And so what had happened was God blessed all nations. That's the creation. And then all nations rebelled against God and went their own way. And and it's chaos. The Mm. chaos is just continually so god's like okay so let's not do this globally i need to come into a particular family Hmm. and i'm going to show you what god's faithfulness looks like by staying faithful to this family through thick and thin yes and it's that covenant faithfulness the steadfast love the chesed of god Hmm. that is the unifying theme that carries us all the way to jesus and the cross and the resurrection. And so for God to say, Abram, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to stick with you, even though you don't deserve it, <laughs> and your children are going to just... Deserve it even less. I'm just going to point out, less. deserve it even less. <laughs> I'm going to show you what the faithfulness of God looks like right. through your family so that eventually all the nations will actually figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I think my verse three there, and I mean, not to backtrack, we were just talking about Pharaoh and poor Sarah just getting pawned off. But like mm-hmm. in verse three, I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I mean, it's the great honor for Abram in this is, is of course, to, to be the father of a great nation. That's a that's a huge privilege and honor and must be incredibly attractive. But, but God's sole purpose in blessing 
Abram is not so that Abram alone will benefit so that Abram will gain, you know, uh, notoriety and position as measured by his culture and society at the time. The point of this blessing is so that all people would know the, the love and grace and mercy of God and God's action in their lives. And so that's why it's a really great start that Abram heads down to Egypt lies to Pharaoh, and in the process gets his household plagued. Like, that's yeah. a really, real good way to start that living of blessing had, out. Had a chance to bless this nation and blows it. Yeah, he really, mm, right? he really does. You had one job. <laughs> yeah, and it's and what does God do? I mean, I, I'm not to, like, spoiler alert people, but... Um, what does God do? God doesn't look at Abram the next day and goes, come on, you schmuck. Like, for real? I'm out. I'm going to one of your brothers. Like, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. God goes, whew, okay. Like, God sticks with it. And, and as we hear in subsequent stories of Abram slash Abraham, God continues to double down. Like, for at first, it's, hey, Abram, I'm going to make a great nation of you. And then it's, hey, Abram, I'm going to make a great nation, not just of you, but of you and your wife, like, particularly you and your wife. And hey, you and your wife and, and the child that you will ultimately have. And it's worth noting that just a few verses ahead of chapter 12, Sarai is listed as barren. So like Mm. we're given this little warning that they don't have kids yet and there's no good indication that they will. And so for God to to put this blessing on this couple is is, uh, almost foolhardy, right? Mm. Like why would would God go Mm. with these folks? But God continues to to double down that promise, Mm -hmm. even though, and if you keep reading Abram's story, it's not like he he does anything perfectly. Uh, he he does mess up. He does some good stuff. He does some bad stuff. He's kind of human. Um, but God doesn't give up. God no. continues to make this blessing more and more real, more and more deep. I'm just, as you were talking about saying that story, I was thinking if I'm reading this story as one of those people who is just coming out of the captivity in Babylon, mm thinking we really messed up and that's what got us there this is an encouraging story (laughs) right it's like okay god's faithful god is faithful um let's try this again let's Mm -hmm. as we move back to our homeland okay god god's gonna reboot it you know god Mm -hmm. rebooted with noah god rebooted with abraham again and again um so it's that we need that we need that every day don't we Mm. Yeah, and this is the the third or fourth attempt already. We haven't made it too far into Genesis. God's third or fourth attempt at living in a relationship with humanity and all of creation. Um, But, you know, can't start over by a flood because God promised not to do that again. And so here we are with this new attempt focusing on one person in his family. And I think it's it's good news for us, too, that uh, listeners, you are blessed. Uh, you know, you, you are blessed because God, like you've said, God has promised God's uh, active presence in our lives, mm. not because of anything we've done to earn that, and we certainly don't deserve that, but because of who God is. That's a good. That's a good word for yeah. us today. Maybe. That'll that'll preach. I think. <laughs> well, and and as I think too about you know how am I called to live as one who who follows and obeys this God? Am I am I called to to perfection? biblically that has proven to be at best unlikely um (laughs) but 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 to put finer a finer point on it even god is aware that i am incapable of living a mistake-free life um so the point is perhaps not not my perfection the point is god's 
faithfulness, right? And so it's not that like, wee, it's okay that I messed up and passed off my wife as my sister. No big deal. It's, you know, there are consequences to that. There are stakes there. But it does, what's not at stake is remo- the removal of God's blessing. Mm. God's not going to go, you know, second thoughts. Uh, mm, nope, removing that promise. Mm. God's promises continue to be real and true and faithful, even when I act as if I have completely forgotten those promises. And I probably mm. have, because, I mean, who... Who hasn't sometimes <laughs> forgotten the promises that God makes to us to to love us and care for us that we are truly blessed not because we've earned it or deserve it but because this is God's promise to us. I was going to say something like raise your hand if you've ever forgotten but friends you can't see that even pastors in a podcast will raise their hand and say <laughs> yeah I've, I forget that sometimes too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, closing thoughts on Abram. Well, I was just going to say, you had mentioned that, um, that Abram's actions don't uh, affect God's blessing or promise to be present with him, but they do affect Abram's relationship with Sarai, mm-hmm. and they deeply affect Sarai. Yes. And so we, we remember, too, that our actions and how we live as God's people have a direct impact on our neighbors and yes. our family members and ourselves. Um, so that's, I think, something I'm thinking about, too, is the impact of that one. If I were Sarai, I wouldn't I, be leaving with Abram. Uh, yeah, yeah, I might be staying put. Well, and, and even the, the effect that it had on Pharaoh. You know, mm. here this this very powerful man who was able to say, hold on a second, you jerk. Like, you lied to me. <laughs> yeah. And this had really negative consequences for for my household. For everybody. Not to yeah. mention your wife, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, within the context of the culture, Pharaoh didn't do anything wrong. No, no, yep, yep. At all blame lays solely on Abram. Like it is, it, he did this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Pastor Brandon, the, the repercussions for his, his neighbor, which is to say the man in charge and his wife, who he was supposed to love, are, are pretty huge. <sighs> so yeah, God remains faithful, but um, sometimes we hurt other people in the process. So with that warning to you, <laughs> listeners, remember that God loves you. And you, you owe a little faithfulness to your neighbor as well. Uh, on that note, hey, this has been the Carry On Cast, and it is uh, Easter Lutheran's podcast, and we're so glad you're here. Our continuing mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Good to be with you all today. Ooh.